You wanna go to war? You got a war. You started it, we gonna finish. episode flying solo han solo actually that makes no sense because han solo always had chewbacca with him but yeah uh wanted to do one of these for a while where i just did a solo up uh so if you're sitting there going dan what's with the music at the beginning so for those not in the know that is uh skate master tate A.K.A. Jerry Hurtado. Uh, reason I was playing that, uh, Jerry passed away on, uh, October 13th this year. Uh, uh, for those of us old that watched skate videos in the 80s, we're really familiar with his music. Um, for everybody else, go, uh, go Google Skate Master Tate. But, uh, Jerry was one of the really good guys in skating. Uh, he took time talk to anybody and everybody about skateboarding, music, whatever. Um, I didn't know him when I was younger. I mean, I saw him on skate TV and I was familiar with the songs and his videos. And uh, As I got older, uh, you know, I bought his albums and always checked out his music. And uh, when I got on Instagram, I actually, he commented on one of my things on Instagram and so uh, I kind of would just strike up random conversations with him about music or skating on, on Instagram. And it was funny, after uh, once he passed away, uh, you got to hear all sorts of stories that people told about him. He was, he was, he was a really good guy. It's, it's just the stories you hear about him were really good. I mean, he was the uh, stories ranging just from, uh, like, he... Uh, uh, met up uh, Larry Random, the guy that does Pure Fun Zine. Uh, Larry went to go buy some albums off of him, and uh, Jerry told him about a ditch nearby, so they went and skated that. Um, another uh, thing about him was uh, when uh, 
John Lucero, and, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. Uh, they got kicked out of the skate park. Uh, I'm trying to remember the skate park. This is way back in the day, because this is part of the legend of where uh, Lucero came up with slappies and street skating. And Hang on. Uh, yeah, I'm on the computer, so I'm saying if I could. Uh, nope, I can't go back. I can't remember the other guy's name, and I think it was probably either Skatetopia or whatever, or one of the other old skate parks. I don't know. I'm terrible sometimes with my skate history, but uh, uh, Jerry was one of the guys that uh, eventually got them to parole Lucero and the other guy to get back in. Um, oh, wait a minute. So, but yeah, Jerry's just a really good guy. Like I said, take time. Uh, ended up with liver cancer, if I remember right. And uh, that's what he ended up succumbing to. So, and I don't know, kind of sucks. But really good dude. And uh, sorry, I'm sitting here reading while I'm... Yeah, it was Skatopia, apparently. <coughs> or Widmer. Uh, uh, sorry, I was here reading Juice Magazine online, and it's an article. And it doesn't have enough about it. But yeah, that was the legend. So, yeah, I, I wanted to pay a little tribute to Jerry at the beginning, so yeah, I played a little Akumra from, uh, I don't remember which pal video that was originally, and I remember it was Doug Smith's part when he was skating in Tijuana. But, uh, yeah, go check him out. He's got all sorts of songs out there. So, including he did a uh, uh, commercial jingle for Jolt Cola, which, for those too young to remember, Jolt Cola was the first pop soda to come out where their advertisement was twice the caffeine. So, that was before anybody really had a problem with it. So yeah, there's there's that going on. So I wanted to, like I said, pay a little tribute to him. So uh, that's that. So well, Mr. Jerry, you're a good dude. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, I wanted to talk since I don't get to talk about skateboarding a lot, especially when I'm with Chris. I just kind of wanted to do cover as much about skateboarding on this as I could. Um, I've had some people kind of ask me what I think the future of skateboarding is. As far as where do I think it's going and everything, do I like it now? And I gotta admit, while I'm all the guy, while I'm one of the old guys, it's like things were better back in the day. That's you know that's kind of bullshit in some ways. The thing that's good now, at least, is skateboarding's big enough. Everybody can kind of do their own thing. Bad thing about that is, is you still got a little section of the jock mentality that hung on from the mid '90s of. You got to do this trick. This trick's stupid. You can't do that trick. It's like it's like there's a bunch of rules all of a sudden. That's yeah. That's I don't dig it. That's I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that part of it maybe eventually just fades out. But uh, as far as where I see the future going, um, it's not with the kids I see as I call them the the skate game robots, the dudes that skate really slow 
playing game of skate, trying all sorts of flip tricks, not using their hands for anything. Or uh, I, I'm really, ho I really think that's going to go by the way it's wayside eventually. I, there's always going to be dudes playing skate, but that just that whole mindset, I'm pretty sure it's going to go away. Um, I think as the future holds, you're going to see start seeing more of two things. And actually, they're going to be probably combined in some aspect, but uh, the women and the girls of skateboarding, I think that's probably where you're going to start seeing a lot of the progression and stuff. And what I mean is, for years, people were always like, oh, girls skate differently, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same. Nah, nah, nah. And uh, it's not really true anymore. You've got women that are up and coming who are rippers, who skate more like Cardiel than anybody else. They're kind of what I call ATV skaters, which is all-terrain. I mean, you put them in a pool, skate it, ditch, skate it, street, skate it, ramp, they'll skate it. Just whatever you put in front of them, they'll skate it and rip it, and they'll go big and they'll go hard. I mean, yeah, that's the thing anymore. you got, you know, 14-year-old girls that are boosting higher airs than dudes that are like 28. So I'm kind of glad to see it. Change is needed. So, I mean, and, and kind of like the two or three I think people should really look for. One, I, I especially think she's going to be around for a long time. Uh, she will probably never achieve, like, street league fame, but she doesn't need it. She's, I think, in the long run, going to be a legend as uh, uh, Jules Lynn. Just her skating just presses the hell out of me. Uh, Lizzie, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce her name. Armato, Armano, Armanato, Armanato. She's riding for Creature now. She's another one, same as Jules. Uh, I think she'll be a legend down the road. She just gnarly fucking skater, both of them. Uh, another gnarly skater out there uh, is uh, Jade Ryan. Just the stuff she does on street. It's just, it's kind of throwback, but it's kind of her own thing. And that's kind of the other direction I think you'll see skating kind of progressing is people doing lots of really weird stuff, getting inventive, using the terrain that's around them, which I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. I'm watching that more than anybody else. Um, I always like it when those kind of weird underground skaters pop up on YouTube that have videos of them skating just odd terrain. Uh, that's kind of where I hope... It's kind of where I think things are going, and that's kind of where I hope they end up going. So, and that's kind of my two cents on that. Uh, oh, yeah, got to admit real quick, uh, got my deck from Fickle, from Lou. Uh loosely based on the uh, Elephant Brand uh, Street Axe. It's a little different. It's got a little more of a nose to it. Wheelbase is a little different, but this deck is awesome. And it's one of those, when you hold it, you can tell it, it is like a handcrafted piece of art you're just waiting to destroy. It is. It is, it is an awesome deck. I can't wait to start getting some time in on it. It's it's going to be awesome. So, uh, I was going to divide this up into a couple of parts. So, if you hear a bumper in between, that's why. I just had so much stuff I wanted to cover, at least started wanting to get in. Uh, 
I'll do a quick uh, destroy time on this as well. This one's pretty quick. Uh, if you've ever, if you follow me on Instagram or uh, you've gotten packaged from me or you've seen me, probably just mention it. And uh, the HSC, if you see stickers with the HSC on it, HSC uh, stands for Hoodlum Syndicate Crew. Uh, Hoodlum Syndicate Crew is uh, my old skate crew from uh, back in the day. Uh, uh, to me, it's still a relevant thing. It's just kind of uh, about friends having fun. But the name came about, who would have been uh, 90, 91, right around there. Uh, friends and I were uh, skating. And actually, let me roll back a little bit. I'd watch Skate, and, skate TV and... Uh, on uh, Skate Master Tate once again. But uh, they would do profiles of different teams or crews or whatever, and they had uh, Team Effigy on there once, which I thought was a brilliant name. But these guys didn't really represent a company. They were just pretty much a skate crew. But uh, I always kind of had that in the back of my head. I'm like, man, that'd be great if you come up with some weird team name like that. And so couple, what about, about a year or two years later, um, me and a couple of my friends met at... Uh, Aldi's uh, for those in case Aldi's has not spread its fingers across the whole United States Aldi's is a weird German grocery store not German so much in the sense of German food it's just it's owned by Germans it's a German company and uh, they kind of have discounted food as far as just prices kind of strange off brands and foods you, yeah, food's actually pretty good But so at any rate uh, hashtag we were skating at me and a couple of my friends were skating at Aldi's and then uh, I think we got kicked out and it wasn't even by the manager there was some just unruly uh, customer there that was giving us crap so we decided to go kind of across the street and skate at a bank that was there they had a great big kind of like a tiny little downhill section on two sides and a couple curbs and there was also a gap from the spot next door it was a, just kind of a small it was a tall gap but it wasn't it was as far as wide it wasn't very wide it was probably only about three and a half four foot maybe about four four foot but it was probably about four and a half to five feet tall so you had to go up over a curb and then it was a pretty healthy drop on the blacktop but there at any rate hashtag we went and skated over there, and I didn't, I didn't think much about it, but uh, a day or two later, my mom, I was at home, my mom had the newspaper, she's like, were you and your friends out skating the other day? And I was like, well, yeah, and she's like, well, where are you guys at? And I'm like, uh, I think Aldi's, and uh, I forget the name of the bank at this point, it, it changed hands so many times, I was like, yeah, we were at Blah Blah Bank, and she goes you guys must have really pissed somebody off. I'm like, why is that? She goes, there's an article in here about you guys skating at these places, and this person just talks about how you're, like, delinquents and all this just really bad negative stuff. And I thought it was kind of funny, you know. I just blew it off, whatever. I was telling my friends about it later. I was like, yeah, man, there's some grumpy person wrote in and complained about us skating, and I'm like, they made it sound like we're some sort of crime syndicate, you know, that we're going one spot to another just to ruin this dude's day like we followed him from home and because apparently this guy went to the atm at the bank after all these and we were over there and so yeah this guy wrote in an angrier letter about it and i was just like yeah it's like we're some sort of like hoodlum syndicate or something so and I, a couple minutes later I was like 
Hoodlum Syndicate. Yeah, that's it. It was like a just kind of a goof name. So we just stuck with it over the years, and I would just put out stuff underneath the Hoodlum Syndicate name. And so use that for a lot of years. It never really went away. That's still what I was kind of referring to my little circle of skate friends that I grew up with. And uh, uh, later in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, I was really getting into skating heavily again before I got injured, really fucked up again. And uh, I, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Jeremy Harris, he's like, man, you ought, to, you ought to make a skate brand. You ought to do something with that name. So that's kind of what I started doing. And so I started getting prototype boards around. And so I had Hoodlum Syndicate on it. And so I got a thing right after I got, I blew out my knee, something fucking hardcore on a gap. But uh, I was kind of taking a break and on a, I got an email one day. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm not going to mention the company, and I'm sure if you've researched it enough, you could figure it out. But part of my name I was using was in their brand name. And it wasn't a letter from a lawyer or anything. It was just kind of a, almost like a high school letter, like somebody dropping your locker or something about, hey, we reserve the right to that name, blah, blah, blah. We see a deck that with you and holding it, and it's got our name on it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you don't cease and desist immediately, we're going to get a hold of our lawyers and all this kind of stuff. And I, I wrote him back and being like, look, number one, only part of your name is on it. And, you know, you actually don't have to worry about it being a brand because at this point it was looking like it was not going to go anywhere. I didn't have the funds for it or anything. And so I, and I was just extra snide. And I'm like, oh, it's got a terrible injury now and thanks and blah, blah. Thanks for reminding me, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So, so. I didn't do much with the name for a while, and then after a while, I was kind of like, you know, fuck it, you know. We were the crew before, long before this company ever registered for a trademark for it, and I knew it because I looked up the year they, they got it, so I'm like, well, screw it, I'll just go by the initial, I'll just add crew to the name, and it's just HSC. No one can sue me for just HSC, so... So that's that's where the HSC comes from. I don't really do much with it anymore. I still just refer to my friends. Sometimes I'll print up some shirts and do some stickers. But that's just it. It's just, and I just kind of entailed it as just my circle of friends anymore. It's the Hoodlum Syndicate crew. So that's the origin of it. This is the Punk Off Podcast. And this is a bumper. On to the show. And all right, we're back. It's been a couple days uh, since I uh, did the last podcast or, or started this. Actually, uh, didn't really mean for this much time to lapse, but had some things going on. Uh, been trying to film for the Tired Three video while the weather's still decent. Actually, for those that don't know, although I find it hard to believe at this point that. Uh, most people have listened to the podcast, at least most would probably have an idea. I was in the first and second tired video, so I keep sending them in. They they keep putting them, putting them up, so but yeah, I'm trying to get uh, some parts in for the deadlines due, and actually before really shitty weather hits Ohio, it's a lot of it, so, so yeah, um, 
I should be out doing that. And actually, I just had my buddy Andy he just text me a couple minutes ago, wanting to know if I want to go out, and I don't, I don't have enough time today, so I'll try and hook up with him. I'd like to get him in the video too as well. But moving on, uh, yeah, just to kind of recap, uh, Jules Lynn, great skater, Jade Ryan, great skater, inventive skater. And it was kind of cool. I think the night, was it the night I did this or a night or two later, <clears throat> I posted, uh, I don't remember what Suicidal Tendency song on Facebook. I got up the and uh, then a little bit later, I think, or maybe it was the next night. I don't remember, but I was really in a black flag mood. So I posted uh, three nights off of uh, my war. And it was funny because I got up and... Uh, Jules Lynn had actually liked the Suicidal Tendencies post, and Jade had liked the uh, Black Flag post. So I just thought that was pretty cool. It's a cool thing about social media, I guess. It's when you strap up, strip away all the other bullshit, you got stuff like that. It just kind of makes you smile. So uh, I want to talk real quick about uh, podcasting in general. Um, I've mentioned before that kind of check out JP's bro you got a podcast he's talked about it before i am another one that uh believes as long as you got something to say stories at least something it, 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 that is the thing don't doubt yourself <clears throat> for most people do have interesting stories now i have listened and i'm not going to name names i've listened to a few podcasts where at least if i were to give any critique to podcasts these are the one, the few things I would, I would suggest because at least this is what I noticed a long time before I started this as a listener. I kind of noticed, because uh, I tried searching specific like uh, gaming podcasts, and some of those guys or it would be so tight that they would have so much inside joke stuff and they wouldn't bother to explain it. So that's turn me off after a while you know because the thing I like about my podcast and JP's actually too is I try to make it feel like you're at least in the room with us almost like you're a part of the conversation at least you're listening in like you came over with a buddy and you're sitting in a chair and you're just kind of it's one of those situations so JP's is the same way a lot of times when he's got guests and it just kind of feels like you're sitting in there with them, just kind of taking it all in. And so I, I think that kind of atmosphere for a podcast is the most welcoming, which is a lot easier. It is a lot easier to pull off if you have an open format as opposed to if you're just doing one subject. But yeah, there's a couple. Because uh, like I remember for, and I'm still kind of into it, but uh, Warhammer 40K, uh, just the whole background of that universe, I think is just really dark and gritty, and I think it's fucking awesome. So. I tried finding a couple podcasts, and the guys were just—I don't know—they didn't—they don't elaborate things well. So I just—I never found one that I really like latched onto too much. The other thing I found, <clears throat> and I've tried to tread the line on this on my own as well, is not having too many people on at the same time. Because I've listened to a podcast before, where it's an open format. You got five or six dudes talking, and everyone's kind of talking over the top, and you can't. It's too hard to latch on to one conversation 
to try and listen. It makes listening to the podcast really difficult. So, like I said, I'm not going to name names because I'm not sitting here trying to tear down anybody's, but it's just kind of my critique as a, as a listener. Now, that being said, I think most people, as long as you've got some interests, got something to say, got some cool stories, even if you don't think they're cool stories, just try them out for a while, see what happens. But yeah, I mean, research it. That's what I started doing a long time ago. Because actually before... Okay, you're actually going way back. Uh, when I was in elementary school, I had a teacher tell me that she thought I ought to get into radio because even then I had a good voice. And I could usually read from stuff well and not break and stop and read. I could actually read ahead. So... So when I, I got into high school, I was interested in, in two things. You know, when you go to the guidance counselor and they're, you know, trying to guidance you through high school. <clears throat> I was really interested in doing either commercial art or getting into radio. So I kind of looked at what someone would pull down. Because they, they had, you know, statistics on average income, expected amount of days to work, blah, blah, blah. And that was the thing of radio when I sat there and saw how little they made and how much they wanted you to work. It was kind of a turnoff for me. So I was like, well, maybe I won't make a career. But I was like, maybe if I can get into college, I can at least do some college radio. Because that was kind of my other thing, too. I knew that getting into radio, especially in the area I live, I was going to be playing, working at stations, playing stuff I absolutely hated. I was going to have to at least go to someplace like Detroit or move out west. Somewhere that had a bigger variety of <clears throat> radio stations of the format they play. And little did I know Clear Channel was going to be down the road. That would kind of take away a lot of that. But <clears throat> So I kind of forgot about radio for a while. And there was a couple times when the, uh, I would go with friends and we'd do uh, little things on the uh, local college radio station here and there. So, and I still thought it was pretty neat. So, fast forward to years later where I got more into the video end of things because just from filming skateboarding and everything, I started learning about cinematography and everything else. So, so fast forward a couple of years ago, I guess. I don't think I'm skipping too much stuff. And uh, that's probably, well, probably been about five years ago where... I had already had a YouTube channel. I'd gotten a new HD camera, and I'd actually thought about doing like a uh, like a video show because that was the other thing I always kind of wanted to do was public access. Uh, me and a buddy of mine wanted to do a public access show for years, and there was no station around here, even though by law they're actually supposed to be able to offer it to you. There was no place locally that had it, so where we could go do that. So. So I wanted to do a video show where I just kind of interviewed people I knew, uh, people in bands, and just talked about and just pretty much the thing we do on podcast here. Past stories, just the industry, just whatever. So the problem I discovered with uh, wanting to shoot the video show is you always had to have at least some sort of interesting background, something that didn't detract too much. Because from working on TV, I kind of learned a lot about that. And half the time, I was going to have to do it in my garage. And just as an FYI, my garage is a cluttered mess at the moment. It's better than it has been in years, but it's still, it's very distracting. If you were watching it on on video, you'd be like, wait, what the hell is that behind him? Is that a, 
Is that an Acme Skateboards banner? What the hell? So, yeah, just a lot of that kind of stuff. So, very distracting from any story you're trying to tell. So, so with that, uh, I kind of just put the video idea on the back burner because I was doing, I was calling it uh, 419 Skate Video. And the other thing that kind of happened around that time is the 419 moniker because for. For those that don't know, 419 is our local area code. It covers Toledo down to, I think, Lima. Pretty close. But it covers a pretty broad area, and it's usually the same area that everyone I'm involved with is is their area code. Well, then there was a a lot of local entrepreneurs who started making hats and everything that said 419 on it which really kind of sucked because I already had some gear out that said 419 on it. Actually, the most famous one I had was a bunch of bullets and shotgun shells and a switchblade knife that spelled out 419. The The visual is still pretty one of my favorites that I've ever laid out. I'll have, maybe I'll have to post that again someday. But at any rate, yeah, there was embroidered hats and everything, and it just, I don't know, it felt like the 419 thing was getting really played out. So... My YouTube channel is still called 419 Skate Video, but I don't really promote that name anymore. I still just go by the Poofadon Productions and the Hoodlum Syndicate banner to put out videos anymore. So, that being put aside now, uh, I had been listening to podcasts for a while, and I thought about doing one. And at least for me, I always kind of knew... I wanted a partner, kind of a yin and yang thing, just for for a couple reasons. Two, kind of help split the work uh, as far as being prepared, getting stuff around, just the whole uploading, downloading thing, just all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of easier sometimes you got two people. And B, it's always kind of easier. I At least I always thought with a podcast sometimes there are people that can pull off a single-person podcast really well. I was not sure I could always do that. So it was easier for me. And I'd, I'd known Chris for a while. And when I went back to where we both work and him and I started connecting again, he had been listening to podcasts a lot. And he knows he's very technically savvy as far as computer electronics and stuff go. And I, I, I know some. And that was kind of what, after a while, him and I were talking about a lot of the same podcasts and stuff. And, I, and him and I have a very... Uh, if you can tell a very witty back and forth as uh, some people at work as would uh, tease us about like if one of us wouldn't show up oh your boyfriend called in sick you know that kind of that kind of stuff so it, it did it's fine whatever it was just hit but uh, yeah that some people were just like you two sound like an old married couple which kind of stuck in the back of my mind and I'm like well that usually works for a podcast so and i already had the idea brewing since i put the video thing kind of aside i'm like well i could basically do the same thing as a podcast and we can record it anywhere because it doesn't matter where we're sitting as long as the sound is halfway decent then why not do that so so i talked to chris about it and he seemed pretty down for it which i kind of figured he would be and i knew between between the two of us, we could probably start figuring out everything. Plus, I'd listen to Kevin Smith. I've been, you know, I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith's podcasts. 
and he had been on kind of a rant at that point about go out, you have your own voice, do your own podcast, do it now while it's still free and the government's not involved in it and you can say what you want and I was like, that actually makes sense. Why not? So I started kind of checking into providers and just kind of seeing what it would cost us and the recording equipment. I kind of knew the equipment I kind of wanted because I had been looking as, and that's another thing, kind of getting off the side tangent here a little bit. I have noticed if you are a musician, musician or a former musician, a lot of this is going to come a lot easier to you for some reason. Just a lot of it. Just the whole getting the whole technical aspect of it, the whole being able to sit down and talk and just talk to other people. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there is, there is something to it. I'm not sure. It's, it's odd, but I have noticed that. So, going back, talking about, oh yeah, technical end of it. So yeah, uh, so about that time I was kind of checking it out and I'd been looking at, uh, I've got an old 16 track recorder that runs on a huge compact flash card. And I was like, well that's not really going to work for what we need to do. It's old, we need something kind of streamlined and I kind of been wanting to do something anyhow since we'd been getting a band together to start doing live recording. Something, something, just a multi-purpose tool. So I've been checking, and Zoom made a lot of different models of stuff that I've been checking out over the years anyhow, just for the whole band recording, live recording thing. And uh, I checked out the H4, and I heard uh, Tell Him Steve Dave, their podcast, where they actually mentioned that they use the H6. Now it's like, well, the H4 isn't a lot different. The H4's got pretty much everything I need. And the H4 has modules that you can swap out to use other things like microphones. I use the uh, XY uh, microphone that came with it, but I do have a lot of attachments. If I ever decide I want to start using my microphones, I can. So that way everyone's got one right in front of their face. But I always kind of feel like that fucks up the flow of just the natural conversation to me. So maybe I'll change my my mind on that one day. But uh, it's just me. It works well for Chris and I. Um, I know people like, well, and that's the other thing. Uh, JP uses a, a blue USB mic uh, called the, it's the Yeti model. And that's, honestly, if you buy a blue mic, you can't go wrong. And they have all sorts of different price ranges. I think they have one that's a small one that plugs in your USB that's like 25 bucks, And it goes all the way way up to, I think there's like a $350 one. So there's everything in between. You should be able to get on Amazon or Musician's Friend or American Musical and do some research. And if you decide you want to go the USB route instead, USB mic route instead, I like having the SD cards. I just It's my thing. I like it. It's easy for me also after Chris and I record somewhere. Um because I've got this set up now where everything's pretty much ready to go once I get done recording. I pass it off to Chris, and usually Chris will stitch it together and do compression and then eventually do the uploading. So, so now I got that, that technical part of that out of the way. Like I said, do some research. That's the great thing about the Internet. You can just kind of just kind of look and browse and see what you might might work for you. So, but... Rolling back after listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, I was kind of looking more into doing it and doing it, and that was the one thing, and you're going to doubt yourself a lot at some point. 
because uh, I, well, I was kind of at a point, I'm like, well, would anybody really listen to just me and my friend and some of my other friends just babbling about movies or punk rock shows or skateboarding or just what you know wrestling was it would anybody and about that time on instagram i don't remember who started following who it was it would have been within the same day i don't remember if jp started following me or i started following him or something but i'm pretty sure it was because either i posted something about rollins or he posted something about henry rollins and that's honestly how i meet about 45% 45% of the people on Instagram is posting Black Flag and Rollins stuff, and, and I make a new friend for life. <laughs> but, uh, so I started following him, and I thought, you know, I was kind of, he was shooting a lot of video with his phone, and I noticed we had him, I kind of had similar sense, sense of humor and taste, even though he was younger than me. And the reason why, when I thought, the one time <laughs> I was like, this cat is a funny genius and he doesn't even realize it or at least he has no shame about it was he was posting a video I think he was supposed to be taking a picture for Instagram and he had his video button on instead and just the faces he made and the realization when he realized he was shooting video and he started laughing and I don't know, he made some flippant comment about, you know, an idiot with a video on or something. But the fact that he had the nuts to go ahead and post that to Instagram won me over right there. Because I laughed. Because I've done that dumb shit too. Didn't post it to Instagram, but it was hilarious when he did it. And so, so he had posted that he was getting a podcast going called Bro, You Got a Podcast. And when I heard... That was the title of it. I was like, that's a genius name. So, because there's just a lot of ways you can just, I don't know. It's just, bro, you got a podcast? Or, bro, you got a podcast. Just genius. So, I started listening, and uh, the first episode, I was kind of, I, I was, you know, checking it out as a listener, but I'm also in the back of my mind going, I'm like, well, this was kind of a similar setup to what I was wanting to do. So, and I'm like, well, I'm listening. I actually find this interesting. I don't know JP that well, other than, you know, just he's a dude on Instagram. I, you know, we started following one another, and but it was interesting. I'm like, well, crap, this should work. And then really, in the end, I really wanted to do the podcast just for me and my friends, just sticking around, just seeing where it went. And that's what Chris and I kind of talked about. We finally found, uh, I talked to JP eventually about what he used for a provider, and he kind of told me, so I followed his advice, and that's really the best thing you can do. If you know somebody else that has a podcast, don't be afraid to ask them questions. I've encouraged people that before. If you've got any questions, contact me on Facebook or Instagram. I'll be more than happy to tell you anything you need to know. So, but, uh, so yeah, that was how it got rolling. And after a while, I mean, Chris and I were having so much fun doing it, and it still is. And it, I'm kind of glad we're doing it now because the band. That's kind of been on the back burner right now, just because just of some issues that are going on. So I think it kind of takes attention out of us not getting to play any gigs because we've got the podcast to do. Every you know every two weeks, we try and put something out. Sometimes we put out something a little bit earlier, but you know at least every two weeks, we've got something to look forward to doing. And 
working an audience anymore. I'm honestly kind of surprised. I never, you know, you always kind of hope for the best, but you're kind of like, eh, I'm doing this for myself more than anything. I'm not going to lie. It is. It's, for me, it's fun, and especially when I got the time to do it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I've checked the numbers because on uh, Podbean, they, they, can, they break down geographics for you. And uh, most of our listeners are in Ohio, which I kind of figured. And, but we've got both sides of the map anymore, from Jersey to California. And and uh, we've got a Canadian, someone from Canada that's listening now. And I, when I checked today, we've even got somebody that from Japan that checked it out. So I guess if you're in Japan listening, uh, konnichiwa. My Japanese is terrible. I'm sorry. But uh, I appreciate I, I appreciate everybody checking out the podcast. It's just I'll Chris and I'll keep doing what we can, and hope you're still entertained by it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if you've got any suggestions, uh, comments, uh, punk off podcast at gmail dot com, send them there. I try and check it every couple of days. So if I don't check it right away, don't get discouraged. I will get to it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I had. That was most of it. Uh, I, I want to talk about changing my way of thinking, just kind of as a, but I'll save that for another podcast. Um, yeah, I guess uh, real quick, I'll talk about the Halloween episode. Uh, at first, I was not real happy with the way that went down, but then I kind of gave myself some time. And I, I could have been more prepared, uh, honestly. I, th- I thought I was prepared, and <coughs> I was not nearly as prepared as I should have been. And not going into a whole long, a long rant, it was fun. And actually what came out of it was really, really good. I mean, once the guys kind of sat there and started talking about stories and just doing gigs and everything, it was just, Chris and I just kind of looked at each other and kind of grinned because they were like, we're, they're doing our job for us at this point. This is just pure gold. So, it was great. I want to thank Andrew, Chris, and Sam for coming out. Um, Also, I was kind of beating myself up about the beginning of that episode until I listened to a couple Doug Loves Movies episodes again, and I realized the shit that happened to me is still the exact same shit that happens to Doug every time he pretty much tries to play that game. So, I'm not feeling that bad about it. Maybe eventually we will do it again. Um... Well, at least definitely do some elements again. I like the, I had fun doing the. I want to do some lines. Just trying to figure out different characters to do lines in it was fun. And uh, well, actually, Last Man Standing was kind of fun. If we figure out some different actors and actresses. So, with uh, that being said, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and wrap it up. Like I said, another. Uh, Han Solo podcast, first Han Solo podcast. So, uh, I don't have any words of wisdom. And, uh, actually, I'm going to uh, steal one of Spradlin's quotes he used because the movie that it's from is awesome. That's a tidy little sum. <laughs>